0: Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you. Or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hello, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. I just want to take some time to tell a really quick story because I think it's funny. So I think by this point, I will have already posted a podcast on progress and seeing failure in a different way. And just to show you, I literally spent like 20 minutes maybe 10 probably it felt like 20 trying to figure out why the heck I can't hear my own audio and currently right now I am house sitting slash cat sitting and so I had to move some of my equipment and I'm not in my normal setting and I was trying to figure everything out and get all set up and I was standing there and I had refreshed my computer and I had canceled things out and restarted them and I was like what the heck is going on And then I look down and I realize my headphone wire is literally dangling below me. And I'm like, Rebecca, you should probably plug that in. So just to note, we're always learning. You always will mess up. And it's okay because you will eventually figure it out. And just to show... I figured out that I needed to plug in my headphones to actually hear my audio. So, anyways, I wanted to take this time to talk about my college experience. I just, not graduated, I was about to say graduated, I just finished my last final for my, I want to say freshman year, but technically I'm a sophomore, so whatever but I just finished my last exam it was psychology but I wanted to talk about my experience through college and what I thought college was going to be like because I kind of feel like there's this excitement but also this doom and gloom when it comes to college where it's like am I going to be prepared am I going to be ready I don't want to fail And also why I chose to go to community college, I think there's sometimes this like stigma of like, if you don't go to a big school, then you're not going to get the same education or have the same experience or whatnot. When in actuality, I did learn that some professors actually come from a different, like a bigger college and then come down to community college just to get some, like a chiller vibe, if that makes sense, or they just, they didn't want the whole big classroom setting. So you might actually be getting those big school professors that at a cheaper price. So I also wanted to put in some tips for college because sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming trying to figure everything out and hearing people's tips make it a little bit easier. And if you want to implement them, that's awesome. So why I chose TCC or going to community college. The biggest reason was because, A, it was cheaper. I didn't want to have to pay to live in a college dorm. And I also felt like because I had taken what are called the dual classes. I don't know if that's a Texas thing. I think that's the name for Texas, but it's basically a college credit class that you just take the class in high school instead of taking AP tests where you might get college credit you might not I just find for me I can do the work and I tend to have a little bit of test anxiety so I just thought I can do the work and I study hard so I'm going to take dual credit so I'd already had some college credit under my belt I just needed one more year to really get my associates and then I can transfer to a bigger university so cheaper, I was like, okay, we're going to do that. Then also with COVID, I found that it was really hard for me to look at schools that I wanted. I, the funny thing was, is that when I went to University of North Texas, when I got there, I was just like, it felt like my place. I wanted to be there. The vibe was just It just felt like home. And I liked the program. And I was really excited while I was there. But then part of me was like, I don't know if this is just because it's one of the first places I visited, even though I had been on other college visits, because my older sister had been looking at colleges. And I went around with her because I was like, hey, vacation, that's fun. But I still wanted to make sure that UNT wasn't the only place I looked at and when the pandemic happened, I didn't feel like I got that same experience just through a visual talk. It's like, it's kind of funny when me and my mom went to go look at apartments. I was thinking in my head, oh, I can just look at the website and be like, oh, this is the right place. People are telling me these are good places and the ratings look pretty good. So it'll be fine. Let's just sign up for this one place. And I'm so happy that my mom decided to make us go there because it was a completely different scenario when you were actually in person. And I ended up actually choosing a different apartment complex. So thank you, mom. Yes, you were right. And I also just really didn't feel ready. I was kind of scared to live on my own to be honest. I didn't really feel stable in my recovery. A lot of things were going on and I just felt like it was a really big change for me to step out of the house, step out of my normal routines. I really liked my job and I didn't really want to mix everything up yet and I didn't feel ready and I'm really happy that I did that because now I feel even more excited to go to college because I actually feel prepared. I know there's still a part of me that's a little bit anxious to live on my own, start my own thing, but I definitely feel a lot more stable inside to go and go to a bigger university, live on my own, and maybe find a different job or find different routines that work for me. Then what I thought college was. I thought I was prepared because I, did, I took dual, even though it's kind of funny, when I had taken dual, I remember this professor had sat us down and told the whole class, this is not going to be an easy class. You have to put the work in and you will fail if you don't put the work in. And in my brain, I was like, oh my gosh, that means I have to study every night. I, I, I'm not going to pass this class. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And my older sister was like, they literally just tell you that to scare you. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be prepared for college. But then I still found that it's a new setting. It's a new place. College is supposed to be hard and serious. And there are going to be people that goof off and you don't want to be around those people because then that's going to like mess up with your grades. And I had already had in my head because I wanted to I want to be a physical therapist, I have to make certain grades to get into that school and it's becoming more and more competitive. So I still put a bunch of pressure on myself and thinking that these teachers or professors were going to be super mean and they were going to try and make you fail or make things hard because only the best of best get out of there. When in actuality, that's not what it's like. (laughs) It's literally like going up a grade. So, you know, when you go from fifth grade to sixth grade, you're kind of like, oh, these classes are a little bit harder, but not too hard because I already know how to do algebra. I'm trying to remember what I took in fifth grade. Okay, so you take multi- you do multiplication like fourth grade, and then you get to fifth grade, and then the multiplication gets a little bit harder, so you have bigger numbers, and then when you get to sixth grade, it's like, oh, we're going to put you in algebra where you have to like add a little bit more. It's kind of like that when going to college. It just seems a lot more overwhelming because you feel more, it's more adult-like scenario, but the actual learning process isn't as hard as it seems. And I had also thought that I had to study 24-7 or I'd fail. This is kind of going back to the only serious people get through college. Now, yes, there are going to be some hard classes and those freshman classes, it's kind of funny. They tell you that the harder classes are the senior classes. They have this like rank where it's there's like a one in front of the class number and then there's like a two for sophomore classes and then three and so on. But what I found is I think these freshman classes are actually harder. Now, I don't know if it's because I just went full force and went into anatomy, which tend to be one of the harder courses. But I've also heard these freshman courses are kind of like these weeding out courses. So if you stick with it, it's going to be okay. And especially because once you get into those higher up classes or courses, You're going to be doing things that you're interested in and actually like, so it's going to seem easier, even though you're still going to have to put the work in. I also thought that you had to stick to one school. Part of me was like, okay, I go to TCC, get my associates, then I transfer, stick to this one school, and that's all I can do. I can only take classes here, and that's it, when really, I can go to TCC I can go to UNT, but then also there's classes that if I feel like it, I can still take summer school classes online or in person at TCC. I could, I know this one girl who went to TCC with me. She actually went to a UTA, which university, I'm blanking on the name, University of, it's like a school in Arlington, but um. She was taking classes and she she was taking classes there. And then she had told me that, yeah, I'm just taking my science classes here because it's cheaper and I can. And I was just like, oh, wait, so I don't have to put all my eggs in one basket. Another thing is, is I was also debating between another school besides UNT and I could actually, if I don't find that UNT is the right place for me, I could still transfer to that other college if I want to. I think sometimes we get stuck in our ways and we think that we just have to go full force and like finish it, get it done, stay here when there might actually be other options that might be suitable for you. So just keep an open mind, or at least that's what I keep telling myself. Now my experience of college and what actually happened. So my first semester, I took anatomy one, speech, statistics, and American music. I'm really hoping that speech class is gonna help me in this podcast thing, but we'll see. (laughs) Anyways, my goal literally the whole first semester was survive anatomy. So many people were telling me how tough anatomy was, but then they had also told me, you're smart enough, you'll get through it, you're fine. So I was getting these mixed messages and kind of being a type A person, I was like, I have to survive this. I got to get a good grade. I got to get an A. And I was putting all this pressure on myself. I even remember there was these quizzes that we would, these daily quizzes that we would have to do for after lab. And you could take them as many times as you wanted to. And they had a small percentage of my grade. But I would take them and I'd get a 98. But then I'd make myself redo it again because I had to get that 100% because I was terrified that if I didn't get that 100%, then that would be that 1% or whatever that would keep me from having an A. So I really stressed myself out with that and just honing in on constantly doing anatomy. I remember I would even, I would be eating lunch and then doing schoolwork at the same time because I didn't feel like there was enough time in the day to get my other schoolwork done and anatomy and get the grade that I wanted. So with that, I didn't really join clubs. First of all, I didn't really think there were clubs at TCC. It was kind of funny. One of my friends in statistics class was like, hey, I just joined such and such club. And I was like, wait, there's clubs? And he's like, yeah. And then... I was thinking, well, no, I don't have time for clubs, and I just honed in on school, and I didn't really make many friends because of that, because I was like, just focus on school, work, study, gym, and everything will be okay, when really it made me super stressed out throughout the whole year. I don't really think I had any downtime besides the, when I hit 7.30 and was like, okay, we're going to go downstairs and watch some TV, then read my book and go to bed. And it was this repeated cycle of being completely go, go, go all the time until I hit that 7.30 mark, which is not a good thing. Then when it went to winter semester, I didn't take any classes over that time. I was going to take government, but it ended up getting full. And I honestly think that was the best for me because I needed that time to chill out because I stressed myself out so much that first year. And it kind of helped me set up this new routine of going into the next semester with intention of I'm going to actually actively try and talk to more people, make friends, join clubs and have a more relaxed time going into school and actually enjoying my process in school. So second semester, I took Anatomy 2. I took Art History, General Psychology, and Concepts of Physical Fitness. This was a kinesiology class that I had to take. So I was like, okay, we're just gonna take this and get it out of the way. It was definitely a lot more chill. I would go to class and I wouldn't study my flashcards right before class. Like, I'd do that sometimes, but I'd actually turn to the person next to me and be like, hey, my name is Rebecca. What's your name? And I would start meeting other people. And this sounds really dumb, to be honest, but um, it's kind of funny. You get in your own little world and... You don't even realize that there's a person next to you that might be dealing with the same anxieties as you, but you're so nervous about what's going on with you, you don't even want to talk to this person because you're terrified of what's coming up in class when maybe actually talking to the person next to you might relieve some of that anxiety that you have in class because A... You might be sharing the same anxiety and you can get through it together or it calms you down. So when you get that piece of paper in front of you, your mind isn't racing like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Do I know the right answer? And rushing yourself to write it down. So... I met more friends, which was nice. And I actually joined a few clubs. I joined the biology club and I joined what's called PTK. It's like a leadership club, scholarship leadership club that I had joined. And I had met a few people and it was really nice. And I'm really happy that I branched out a little bit more and I'm still in contact with a few of these people that I've made. And I'm hoping if I can convince some of these people to go with me to UNT, I might have some roommates that I can pick, but we'll see. I also found because of this, I was more efficient with my time. Like I said, because I wasn't, I didn't have this underlying anxious feeling, which in the moment I didn't realize I had until I took that time to stop and just talk to other people. And I started realizing that Because I wasn't this go, go, go mentality like I was this first semester, I took the time to focus on what was in front of me and I didn't feel rushed while I was doing it. This also took in with having a schedule that I liked doing and knowing that I didn't have to study all the time to get the results that I wanted. It's... What's that saying? Um... Man, I wish I knew these sayings. Cause I feel like a lot of podcasts are like, they have all these sayings, but then every time I want to have a saying that's just common knowledge, I blank out every time. But maybe I'll just make up my own sayings and it'll become the new thing. But with being more efficient with my time, I it's the work smarter, not harder. There, I got it. It took me a bit, but I got it. Um so I worked smarter, not harder. And I wasn't constantly always flipping through the flashcards, almost like I had this lack of like I thought all the information was just going to fall out of my brain. When really it's like, no, you study it and you study it when your brain is ready. And then it sticks in your brain. So that was my experience during college and if you liked that I'll keep talking about my experience especially transferring because I think things are definitely going to be different going to a four-year university and seeing how I go through that if that would also help you while you're going through college or getting ready for college or just wanting to reminiscent on your years of going to school and college and whatnot. So now the tips, what everyone's looking for. How do I get through school? How do things get easier? And my first tip is use rate my professor. That was the biggest mistake I made. Now I'm not saying use rate my professor because it's going to be easier if you pick the easier teachers and someone I'd said, oh, you don't have to write an essay or you don't have to do this. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is use rate my professor because you want to have a good professor that explains things. I did not do that my first semester. My first semester, I decided I'm just going to plan my classes the times that I want them, which is fine. But the problem was, is I didn't look up that my professor had a 1.5 1.5 star, 1.5 stars out of 5, and it definitely showed. So the second year, I decided to pick the professor that had 5 stars, and they had said that he explains things really well, he lets you ask questions, he really wants to help, his PowerPoints are great, and it totally made a difference on how the learning environment was and how I remembered things. And basically how stressed out i felt during class and trying to figure out how am i going to retain this information i also find that it makes you like the class better a lot of the times there are going to be those professors that they enjoy what they're talking about but they might not have that speech that makes it easy to come across i know i had one professor you could tell he was really interested in the topic that he was talking about but he had He was very anxious or disorganized when it came to things and it just makes it really hard to understand what's going on in the class, what questions he's going to ask and what's coming up. My next tip, use Quizlet. Quizlet is my best friend. I tell everyone this. You're not just going to retain the information if you just read the notes because I find that if you just read the notes, you're going to think, okay, what, what is this? And you're just going to skim over and be like, oh, I know this. It's fine. I got this. When in actuality, you no. Know, when you have a flashcard in front of you and you have to stare at it until you realize what it is and then flip it over and be like, oh, okay, so this is the part that I missed, but this is the part that I didn't miss. And then you actually get to decide if it's, if you passed it or not, it's completely different than just reading through almost like you're reading a book or something, especially because there's so much information. I also find that while I'm typing and making these quizlets, I'm saying them out loud. So I'm getting that reading process. But then I'm also when I'm flipping through the flashcards, I'm memorizing them. I also, or I'm memorizing the information. I also like because it does the where you flip it forward, you swipe it right if you got it, but then if you didn't get it, you swipe it left and it will retrace the ones that you got wrong. So you're getting that repetition of the ones that you keep getting wrong, especially if you star them. I like studying the star ones, especially closer to tests, because it makes it a lot easier to be more concise about the information that I want to remember because those are the ones that I tend to keep missing, so I'm not studying everything I already know. I also like with the Quizlets doing little mnemonics, so I'm pretty proud of this one. I made this one up myself. It's for the fat-soluble vitamins, so it's A, D, E, and K, and how I remember that is a dentist eats keto, and I was just like, man, I feel so good about making that. Um, It made me feel really smart or creative at that point. But anyways, my anatomy teacher, he gave us the one for white blood cells. It's never let monkeys eat bananas. And that's neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, esosinophils, and basophils. And they can be the weirdest thing ever. I remember when it was around Easter time, and I had to remember the hormones that absorb sodium, I did this mnemonic where it was, apples eat grapes after Passover. It's the weirdest thing, but I completely remember it, and it helped me on the test. So, the weirder, the better. Always helps. And I know sometimes people don't want to make flashcards, and that's completely fine. i like making them because then i know exactly what's on it and i can control what i'm studying and whatnot but use even using someone else's a bunch of people have made quizlets you can literally just type in the number and the name of the class and there will be a ton of quizlets that will pop up i know when my anatomy final was communalative i was like i'm not i studied through all my flashcards again but then there came a point where it was just like, I need someone else's questions to, to just make me think a different way If there, or ask it in a different way so I actually know that I'm not just memorizing my flashcards word for word. So that really helped. My next tip, find a schedule that works for you. This is really important and stick to it except if you find that it's not working. But that's where that flexibility part comes in. But for me, I find that studying new flashcards, there's like a learned concept on Quizlet, going back to that Quizlet thing, where it helps you just start memorizing. But if I'm learning new flashcards with new subjects, if I'm writing an essay, uh, or just planning, I planning my essay, but I like doing all that in the morning because it's something new and sometimes it's scary. It's overwhelming. I'm dreading it a little bit. And if you get that first thing done in the morning, then you feel so much more relieved towards the end of the day. Now, you might be completely completely different. I know I'm a morning person, so I have a lot more energy in the morning. So doing those things in the morning work for me. But you might be more of a night person. So you might want to be doing the harder things at night because that's when you're mentally there and ready. So what I like to do at night is that's when I start making my new flashcards. I watch videos that my professors have posted. I will sometimes do the reading and take notes at night depending on how tired I am because we've all been there where you're reading the textbook and you end up falling asleep. But you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And with taking notes, I wanted to explain, please do not do that whole bullet point thing. I see so many people in class just like do bullet points and just write notes. It's hard to explain, but I think you could probably visualize it where it almost looks like they're making a list and they're just notes. And I'm like, that just... Visually, that's not gonna work. You you want to have the big header, the main topic, especially if your professor has it at the top of the screen. The big and the main topic of what he's talking about, and then you'll have these, what the definition. So, like for example, going back to that storing sodium, or what what hormones secrete and reabsorb sodium, aldosterone. That will reabsorb sodium so if he at the top I would talk about or I would have put hormones that secrete and reabsorb sodium and then I'll put aldosterone with an indention and then talk about what aldosterone does Um, and then I'll do the little sub bullet points and then I'd talk about estrogen and then all those little sub bullet points I hope that you can visualize that and also just like highlighting that makes a complete big difference don't go highlight crazy but i would highlight aldosterone i'd highlight estrogen so if that gives you some tips and stuff like that so but i also find making to do lists really help i have so many sticky notes all over all over my room now where it's just i will plan out okay i'm going to wake up have breakfast, and then I like doing some mobility in the morning, and then I will study flashcards or do learned flashcards, and then after that I might take a little bit of break, but I won't write that on the to-do list, but I'll write the flashcards that I want to do or the assignments that I have and then marking it off and crossing it off. The thing is is that you cannot get mad if you don't get everything done. This is key because I do this a lot where I think that I wasn't good enough because I didn't get everything done when really those first three things you write down are the most important things that you should probably get done and those later things are things that you don't have to get done necessarily but it will probably make your life easier if they do get done so don't be hard on yourself. And with this, put your phone on do not disturb. I know people want you to text them back as soon as possible but when you get your stuff done it's gonna make you a lot more present to message people when you are ready. This is key. I know some people might get mad that you didn't text them right away. Um, I have gotten in trouble with that sometimes but I promise you, if you, you're probably going to take a break in between doing schoolwork, so that's when you can check your phone. And if my mom texts me, then I'm definitely going to text her back. But if my friend texts me and it's not an urgent thing, then I'm probably going to wait till later to text them back. My last thing with scheduling stuff is print out your syllabus. A lot of teachers have like a calendar with their syllabus and marking off the assignments that you've done or things that you've finished up or are coming up makes things a lot more visually easier. Also, I think it's really satisfying when you get to the very end of the semester and you just get to take that syllabus off the corkboard or you've marked everything off and it's like, there's the space, this is free, I'm done. Or maybe that's just a me thing, so. My next tip is tell someone what you've learned. This could even be a stuffed animal, a mirror, but I think friends and family, they're actually, if they see that you're excited about the things that you're learning, then they'll want to hear about it. I know there's been so many talks that I've had at the dinner table where I, sometimes my parents don't like it very much because anatomy can get a little gruesome or a little awkward, but you know, it's okay. It makes dinner table talk interesting But I will tell them things that I've learned and it kind of just lets you sink into your brain that you've learned this stuff and that you can actually explain it to someone and it helps you realize that you understand the concepts because there's a difference between memorizing the things word for word and being able to say it in your own words. Sometimes I took that for granted because my teachers were like, oh, make sure you can say it in your own words. And I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. If I know the main, if I know exactly word for word what they're saying, it'll be fine. But when you get a question that's asked in a different way, than the way that they said it in class, especially because a lot of the questions aren't going to be definition questions, then you're going to be able to look, think back into your head, okay, I know how to explain this, so if they're asking it this way, then I will be able to, since I already know how to explain it, then with any way that they ask it, it will be easier for me to answer that question. Also, I had found, because I'm talking about this more as memorization things, but this even works with math. I had a friend in elementary school and middle school that struggled with math, and I had found that math came really easy to me, and I would understand what the teacher was saying and I would figure out how to do the math, and then I would turn to her because I knew that she needed help, and I would help her figure out the next problem. We'd work through it together. Now, at the time, I was kind of just like, oh, this is slowing me down. I could literally get my homework done and finish, but it made me go through my homework a lot faster later on because I completely knew how to do all the work when I got to those problems or when I was taking the test it made it really easy because I had to teach her how to understand how to do the word problems or equations or whatnot. My next tip is record your your lectures and listen to the videos your teachers post. I know with the pandemic a lot of teachers have made videos, YouTube videos, or have done recording. So definitely check and make sure if they've done that. And while you're getting ready for school or while you're in the car or going to, or at work, I know since I work with horses, it makes this a little bit easier for me to do. But if you're able to listen to stuff at work, I would just at least have it in the background. And so that you're understanding the words better, or you're just getting those words in your vocabulary. And when you go through those flashcards and you already know the answers, sometimes what I like doing is answering the the sentence that he's about to say, he or she is about to say before they answer it. And that's just another way of being able to study without having to go through those flashcards again or reading through your notes again. And just having those little mini study sessions in between your big study sessions. Now, a lot of these were all study tips, but this last one I really want to stress is take a break. The reason why I want to stress this a lot is because this is something I'm still working on. I have a really hard time of thinking that I've studied enough and that I need to study every day. And that more is always better when really taking that day off or taking that night off or having those breaks in between your study sessions are really important because I had a friend say that her brain gets squishy, or she calls it squishy brain, which I think is really funny. But your brain, when it gets to that squishy state, you're not really retaining any of that information. Your brain is tired. It needs to take a break. It's zoning out. And the more you find that it's getting harder and harder to... Answer those questions, or sometimes I'll find myself where I'm looking at the flashcard and my brain is literally brain dead, and I can't think of even a word to say that's related to it. And that's happening over and over and over again. And I've studied these flashcards before, that just shows you you need to take a break and you're going to be a lot more efficient once you come back and your brain is fully recovered. This could even look like, I know for me, I like doing 45 minutes on and then 10 to 15 minutes off and doing that two times and then having like an hour-ish break. This also depends on your schedule and finding out what works for you. Sometimes this could even be just switching subjects. I know with my art history class, she would have us do these little art project things just for fun and I would, if I still needed to do schoolwork, I would switch to that instead of having the super heavy focus studying anatomy. So I hope that helps. And I know that you're going to do great in college or whatever school you're going to do. Just relax, breathe. It's not as stressful as what people make it seem like it. And it's, it's going to be okay. So I just want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope it helped, and that you liked my little stories in between. And I just want to ask if you could please rate and review. I realize I think I said this in my other podcasts, but rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's completely free. Um, getting those five stars really helped me get to uh, get it to where people can actually see my podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can find it easier to get to the podcast take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your social media tag me at rebecca.8 and email me at becca babbles podcast at gmail.com with any questions that you want me to answer or topics you want me to talk about or honestly just to say hi i want to be able to talk to you guys and figure out what you guys are into so I hope you have an amazing day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.